episode 525 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. Of course, I haven't said this for a while, but we are the best PlayStation podcast in the world. It's a proven fact. Uh, longest running. I know that. <laughs> that too. That too. Everything's a fact. Nothing's fake here. So with you as always, I am Glenn along Your with... Hair? Huh? Your hair? My hair? My hair is real. My f- I don't know. I've, I've heard that it's not. Really? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't, like, flop over anything. I don't, I don't want to out the person, but, you know. Well, but I cut mine short enough that you can actually see that it's rooted. Mm. You know. I don't know. Well, yeah. Heard things. Uh-huh. You heard things? Yeah, um, heard things. Schmandy. But. <laughs> what? That's, that's all I can say. All right. <laughs> If I start losing my hair, I'm cu- I'm just cutting it all off. I'm going all Captain Picard. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Oh boy! So this week uh, we've actually got a bunch of new releases, uh, including a couple things for VR. Or no, no Vita. I thought it was VR. It's Vita. Vita games. Nothing. Nothing comes out for the Vita anymore. Uh, a couple news items, what we're playing and watching, what's going on around PS Nation, Josh's review of Lego City Undercover, and we've got a couple of emails. I'm sure we'll have some other stuff to talk about as well. How's it going, Josh? Not too bad. We haven't talked all week. Yeah. Since, like, what, last Thursday? I guess. I don't know. That's when we recorded, right? Wednesday. We recorded Wednesday? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I edited on Thursday. That's why. Okay. Yeah. It's been a long week. So, housekeeping? Do housekeeping now? Housekeeping? Mm-hmm. Okay, we do housekeeping. 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 Go away. I come in anyway? No, go away. I come in anyway. So a lot of different ways you can find us on the interwebs. Of course, the one place you want to go is psnation.com. Uh, you can hit that contact us section and hit the button to send us an email or shoot an email to podcastpsnation.com. You can also find our Twitter handles if you want to follow Josh. You can do so at PJFJosh. If you want to follow me, you can do so at TorgoPSN or hit up the main account, which is at PSNation. You can also find our PSN IDs out there if you want to shoot us a friend request. You can do so on the PSN. Just please throw a note in there that you're from PS Nation. Um, somebody got deleted today because... I got a request with no note, and I just hit the delete button, so sorry. Sorry, Charlie. Uh, You can also find our forums over there. Just hit the forums button or go to psnation.com slash forums, which have been actually pretty busy the last few days. It's been, like, there's been a lot of activity, a lot of of talking, Hmm. a lot of talking over there. Uh, you can also find, uh, like, you know, where to stream our show. You, you can do so, like, on Stitcher. You can find us there. You can find us on TuneIn Radio, on Google Play Music, on iTunes. Uh, you can also find us, you know, on Facebook. Go to PS, or uh, what is it? Facebook.com slash PS Nation page, or just do a search for PS Nation or PlayStation Nation. And uh, last but not least, you know, we don't have a Patreon. We're not going to ask you for a bunch of money. 
Instead, all we ask is that you go to the affiliate link section, which is uh, on the front page of psnation.com. Just hit that. We have links for all these different stores out there. And just click the link to go to the store, buy stuff, and we get a little piece of the action for referring you over there. Uh, you know, doesn't change your pricing, doesn't change anything about the experience whatsoever. It's just instead of typing like Amazon.com, you just click our link to go to Amazon, and that's the only difference. And it helps pay for our website and our podcast hosting and our E3 expenses, which are always big. Uh, it helps pay for a lot of stuff. Dave's going on that Call of Duty trip in a couple of weeks. and you know, <laughs> Duty. Duty. <laughs> so, and we thank everybody for doing that. Uh, it definitely does go to a good cause if you enjoy what we do. If you don't enjoy it, well, thanks anyway. Still appreciate it. That's all we care Says about. Says you. Well, I, I appreciate it. You don't appreciate it. I do. I do. Yeah, that's what you say when the mics are on. Yeah. No, I when say they're when, off, it's a whole different story. I say when the mics are on. No, I just say that about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I was getting confused. Yeah. But I'll say that to your faces, too. Don't get me wrong. But that's it for me. Josh, you can... Uh, you can start the talking and stuff and tell us what's com- coming out next week. All right. Well, on Monday, the Turtle Beach Recon chat gaming headset hmm. for PS4 Pro and PS4 <laughs> releases. Well, it's also for Xbox 360 or Xbox One, anything with a 3.5 millimeter headset jack, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Recon <laughs> <But>. kicks ass. <laughs> But let's just uh, promote it that way. So it's uh, according to Amazon, uh, it's nineteen ninety nine for a chat gaming headset. It is a one ear cup hmm. headset. Uh, it do, 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 do. it's kind of like the earbud, but better. Kind of. Well, actually, now I'm confused. Uh oh. Because somehow. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, their marketing spiel is all wrong. (laughs) Says you. Unique open ear cup. Hear game audio from the TV or home entertainment system in both ears. Wait, what? While hearing chat audio through the headset. Okay, so they're saying... You're hearing game audio through both ears because it's over the speakers or whatever. No, yeah, they're saying listen to your game audio. Like, turn your TV on and use that for your audio and then just use this for chat. But right. because the the one ear cup is slightly open, you can hear it fine through both. I get you. Yeah. Mm. So who was wrong? What? They are. No, they're not. Uh, yeah, they are. No, because who wants to have that? If, if you got it. It's just, the same uh, thing as using the earbud. It's dumb. All right. Uh, no, it's brilliant, actually. Um, it's glasses friendly. It's, it's better than the earbud. Eh. I I don't think it's dumb. I think it's actually kind of a cool deal because a lot of people don't like earbuds. I wear it just because it's convenient, but those things never stay in my ear very well. So if there's a way to do that better without wearing headphones, like if it's really hot out, I don't want to well, wear is. headphones. It's called Nearbud. <laughs> but I, I don't... <laughs> I don't like earbuds. Well, <laughs> but you just asked if there's a way to do it better. But, but there's a way to do it better. No, the, yeah, there is a way to do it better. Something that maybe clamps onto your ear a little bit better, something like that. Yeah, but then you wouldn't get your hearing your audio from both ears. But I can hear both audio with both ears with the earbud in too. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So glasses friendly. They've got an innovative specs fit glasses avoidance zone. Ooh. And it is a reversible over ear design, so you can flip it around and go left ear, right ear, whichever one you want. Oh, it's ambidextrous. And it, and it has inline controls. So cool. that's uh, 1995 in Turtle Beach. Yeah. Better change that because that's an extra four cents there. I was going to say on our sheet, you had 1999. Oh, that's what I saw. All right. And mm. uh, next game up, uh, the first game up, These the rest of these come out on Tuesday. Baila Latino. Okay. It is twenty nine ninety nine. It is from the publishers Crescent Marketing and Distribution. Hmm. <laughs> it is a new dance game for the whole family. 20 hit songs to dance with the choreographies of Carlo Romano and Vera Sokolova from the Carolyn Smith Dance Academy. You know. Sure. Uh, I was going to actually attend that dance academy, but I wasn't accepted. But when I actually looked at the back of the packaging, yeah. there's only 15 songs on the disc. The five, five extra five, if, as, it are, as it is, as it am, as it be, uh, that extra five is available for free download. So huh. if you don't have access to the PSN or you don't want to go on the PSN, you actually only get 15 songs on the disc. So you're boned. Yeah, you're not actually getting 20. Co-published by Telltale Games. Uh, you use the PlayStation camera and move. Somehow you can also use your smartphone as a controller. I sure. don't understand that. No, there's actually a couple of games like that, that that use the phone on PS4. Yeah, but for singing, not as the dance. This is not a no, singing I think the, the, uh, the last Ubisoft dance game Did uses it? the phone. I'm pretty sure. That's odd. No, I'm I'm almost positive. Uh, that's still odd. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Well, there's there's gyros and everything in there. Yeah. You, you, do you think odd. these dancing games are really that accurate? Oh, I know they're not. <laughs> I mean, when you play it on the Wii and the Wii U, you only ha- you only have one controller in your hand, just like a phone. Yeah, I know they're not. That's that's the silly thing about it. All right. Uh, but yeah, so if that's your thing, I you should go go to Amazon and watch the video, people. You'll it's 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 a budget title, big time. <laughs> is it like all Latino music or something? Because I yeah. didn't recognize those names at all. No, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's not it's not the music. It's the it's the presentation that's <laughs> very budget. <laughs> this game's gonna be huge in Wisconsin. Mm. Uh. All right, then next up we have Akiba's Beat for forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, which just this showed is, up on my doorstep today. This is the third game in the series, but it is the first that you play as an action RPG. Ah. So it's real-time action RPG combat. Um, you touch enemies on the map, and you're transported into a party-based real-time combat scene where skill and reflexes are put to the test. Ah. Real-life setting with a fantastical spin. Interesting. Uh, and it's a modern-day mystery with a touch of satire. Just a touch. A lot of touching. A lot yes. of touching in this. Is it hosted by Chris Hansen? Uh, I hope so. Why don't you have a seat? <laughs> All right, then we have Farpoint 
which you and I were both like, wait, what? Yeah, it's already out. What? I thought it was yeah. in May, actually. Our point? It is May. Oh, that's right. right now. It is May, right? Now. Oh my god. <laughs> Next week is mid-May. Yes, so it's out. <laughs> it's forty-nine ninety-nine. Now this this confuses me. All right, so it's forty-nine ninety-nine for the disc alone. Seventy-nine ninety-nine with the aim controller bundle right we've never seen it without the aim controller uh, i've played it without the aim controller before okay and how did you play it with a dualshock or a move controller move controllers two uh it was one are <laughs> you sure about that <laughs> trying to think because it was the first time i played it um and it was a modified when I played it the first time, it was actually a modified version of that move gun that came out for the PS3. Like, they'd sawed it off and yeah. all kinds of weird stuff. But uh, if you look at the, That's the like controller... test. Well, yeah, but if you look at the actual controller, it looks like it's just using one move function. So it's yeah. probably DualShock slash Nunchuck plus a move controller to, to aim. That's the thing. I, I wonder how this works if you don't buy the bundle with the aim controller. I don't know. I've never seen it like that. They've never even mentioned that as an option sure, uh, at any fine. of the events we've been to, but yeah. it's, I, we, I, I think everybody just assumed that it was always going to come in this bundle package. And then eventually when more games come out for the aim controller, the aim controller would be sold separately and the game would be sold. Farpoint would be sold separately. And then if you pick that up later, you can just get the game and blah, blah, blah. I just, yeah, it's interesting. It's. And it's oddly, like it, confusing. the bundle hasn't been available on Amazon for a long time. And I see it's up now for pre-order because they allowed pre-orders for a little while and then they shut them off probably because they didn't know how many they were going to get and they're back up. Well, both are available on GameStop right now. Sure. And we have a link for them, you know. Yep. Yeah. But if you uh if you have Amazon Prime and you pre order it, the bundle comes out to sixty seven bucks, roughly. Yeah, and if you pre order from Amazon, you get a Red Planet Wanderer spacesuit skin. Ooh. Which is a limited edition UEP spacesuit equipped with a high end filtration for a hostile dusty yeah unless, unless i can put that on my shelf i really don't care <laughs> uh well you get uh wait a minute mm. hang on a second did i say exclusive for amazon uh no i think no. you did but wait pre-order to secure the red plant no it's not exclusive there okay because you can do the same thing at uh gamestop Okay, so that's just a pre-order bonus from anywhere, pretty much. Apparently, yeah. That no supports true pre-orders, it. yeah. Yes. Okay. Then next up, we have <laughs> the Surge. How many <laughs> Surge? <laughs> Would you like an espresso with a lemon twist? Okay, this one's from Maximum Games. It is fifty nine ninety nine. Uh, this is a brand new hardcore RPG. Yeah. Uh, environmental storytelling and unique augmented hero provide a fresh take on the genre. Uh, you are what you loot 
There's an innovative leveling up system that allows you to harvest the technology of dismembered enemies. Wait, didn't we do that in that game I loved from Sega that they never made a sequel to? Uh, Valkyria Chronicles? No. Oh, some, va- uh, not Vanquish. Binary Domain? Yes. God, I love that game. Um, I've heard. It had issues, but I love that game. I was so looking forward to the refinements in part two. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just dumped it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it did very well. But it was that same type of thing. You would you would dismember your enemies and like take stuff and yeah. Yeah, when uh, I, I mean when I had, when I played it, I liked it, uh, but it it definitely could have had tighter controls. Oh yeah, and that was the thing. But I loved the story. I loved the sure, setting. Sure. Just the the art style was it was so freaking awesome. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right. Um, so this one is, uh, the future is now work against the devastating effects of enhanced humans and global warming caused by an ever-evolving techno world. Keep your eyes on PSNation.com for this review, too. Techno DJs. It's all their fault. Then we have Injustice 2. Sweet. It's coming out next week. Jeez. The standard edition is fifty nine ninety nine. Uh, you know what this one is, everybody. Yeah. It's see superheroes and villains fighting each other. It looks like the story's tighter in this one, uh, that they're actually focusing on the story a little bit more than they did in the first one. The first one had a good story and all that, but it didn't seem like it was the primary driving force behind the game. Obviously, with fighting games, it's all about multiplayer, but this one, uh, they've actually got a definitive storyline uh, built into it. I'm not really happy with the Joker in it, though. Well, Batman and his allies work towards putting the pieces of society back together, but struggle against those who would restore Superman's regime. Yeah. In the midst of this chaos, a new threat appears that forces old enemies to forge new alliances. Indeed. And if you pre-order, you get the Amazon from Amazon. You get the Amazon exclusive Supergirl Origins comic. Holy shit, really? Hmm. introducing Supergirl to the world of injustice years before she came to earth. And long before she became Supergirl, Kara Zor-El was like any other girl growing up on Krypton, going to the mall, hanging out with her friends, <laughs> texting with, uh, texting with the boys. Uh, but when Brainiac's forces attacked the planet, her family put her in a rocket and sent her away along with her cousin, the infant Kal-El. Indeed. Sure that the heart of Krypton would never stop beating. Yeah, also... Then they met Huey Lewis. Yeah, and the news. Um, One of the other... Well, the other uh, pre-order bonus for anywhere is you also get Darkseid unlocked right away. Yep. And the Ultimate Edition for $99.99, you get a Steelbook case. Ooh. Nine additional DLC characters and three additional skins for Flash, Green Lantern, and Supergirl. Jeez. And two exclusive gear shaders, which enable you to customize the look of your roster with alternate color themes. So you're paying 30 bucks? Yeah, I think that's mainly for the characters. (laughs) Yeah. Eesh, you're paying thirty bucks. Well, for that's, some that's DLC. probably that's probably considered a season pass. Eesh. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how many characters they're going to bring, but 
Exactly. I mean, nine is pretty significant depending on what the cost of the DLC characters is going to be. I don't know. That's that's kind of steep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I'd like uh, to get something kind of physical, except that you know they have a digital one as well. But uh, well, you get the phys- steel book case. There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thirty bucks for a steel book. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not really worth it. Yeah. Uh, we've been told we're getting this for review. Obviously, this will go to Emra because he's the, our injustice guy. Um, but I'm interested in this. I'll probably get it eventually. I don't know if I'm going to get it at launch just because I don't really play fighting games anymore. But uh, this really does interest the hell out of me just because it's DC. And I really liked the first game. Um, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. So I've been watching a lot of videos. It looks like a blast. I played it at E3. Um, I think I played as Supergirl, actually. Yeah, that was the character they were pushing quite a bit that they were adding Supergirl this time. It's pretty sweet. They're, the roster is cool. I just they showed the Joker for it, and he really seems to be based off of Jared Leto's a little bit. Like <laughs> you don't have tattoos everywhere and everything, but he looks like a younger dude. He's wearing like this long purple leather jacket or like pleather almost, but he's shirtless, and it just doesn't look right at all. It I don't like it. I, everything else I've liked so far. This is really the only thing I haven't liked about it is. The Joker design in this game. You gotta pull in those millennials, yo. I guess. I... He's going as Joker at Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Coachella Joker. There Coachella you go. Joker. Oh my God. <laughs> Burning Man Joker. Yeah. No, Burning Man is for old people. This is Coachella, That's yo. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw that video because they, they've been putting a video up every time they introduce a new character. And that one went up. I'm like, eh, all right, I don't like that one. <laughs> Everything else I've been really pleased with, but yeah, that one didn't do anything for me. Yeah. All yeah. right. So then for the Vita, we have Akiba's Beat. Cool. Thirty nine ninety nine. So ten bucks less. Uh and Hakwoki Kyoto wins. Uh-huh. Thirty nine ninety nine. Twelve handsome bachelors. Oh Fall in love as these 12 bachelors battle for your heart in this historical fantasy romance. Fuck you. Fuck yeah. Whoever's making this, <laughs> fuck you. No. We don't have enough of that yeah. shit on TV. No, you don't get to play it. I don't want to play it. You're I don't want to watch it. I don't want to play the it. The Bachelor, you're playing this. Yeah. You get to be a horror of your own. Dude, over 80 hours of romance with over 30 different endings. Immerse wow. yourself in the world through its compelling tale of romance, friendship, and betrayal. 80, 80 hours of, is it 80 hours of, of romance, you said? Yes. That's, that's more romance than I've had in my personal life in years. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's not real, though. It is if you want it to be. I can still separate it's real life from video games. I can, I'm it's still able to do It's as real as you want to make it. Uh-huh. I don't want to make it real. Uh, not in a video game. You can make it real. There's beauty at your fingertips with the fluid animation and vibrant art that breathes yeah. life into this climactic era in Japan's history. And then next you find out I'm running amok with a meat cleaver. Well, enjoy this I like. Enjoy English in-game text and the original Japanese in-game voices. Ooh. That's Jeez. All right. Is that it for new releases? Wait, I'm still pre-ordering that game. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
actually, I, when we were talking, I had to run over and make sure that I had actually um, pre-ordered Farpoint because I couldn't remember if I had or not. Because with all the ducking and stuff you can do, I, I just don't know if I'd be the perfect person to be reviewing it. So we're already lining up somebody else to review it, but I definitely want to play that game because it blew me away when I played it at E3 and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait to try it out. Just got to get it VR. It is awesome. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Uh, first up, we only have a couple of news items this week. First up, this just came out this morning. A new game from, from Paw Print Games and End Dreams. Who, End Dreams have been doing a lot of VR stuff lately. Are bringing a new brawler to the PS4 and uh, also optionally PSVR uh, and to a bunch of other platforms, Oculus, HTC, Vive, um, or Vive, Xbox Vive. One, PC. I'm going to call it Vive. I don't care. Uh, called Bloody <laughs> Zombies. Wrong. What's that? You're wrong. Go ahead. Uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> this game's called Bloody Zombies. Uh, art style's pretty cool. It actually kind of looks like a Paper Mario effect. So all the characters look like they're on a flat plane, you know, and uh, looks like a pretty typical brawler you can play. I think it's up to four players uh, with online couch co-op and also, uh, uh, or online co-op and couch co-op, and it looks like you can mix and match as well. Uh, so... The VR support looks like it's essentially you're just watching because it's a side-scrolling brawler uh, that you're just kind of watching in cinema mode, but it's more interactive than cinema mode. So you can actually turn your head and everything stays where it is instead of following along with you, like if you're just watching a movie or something. Uh, so we we don't have a release date on it yet or anything else. We do have the trailer up on our website and it's also up on YouTube as well. Uh, but looks pretty cool. I mean, it, I I like brawlers to begin with uh the zombie thing you know whenever i see zombies in the title i kind of roll my eyes a little bit but it actually looks like it'll be a fun brawler so i I definitely do think i want to give this a try um yeah but it looks cool don't no date yet though it's just saying i think summer Mm. not sure yeah but check out the article on our website if you want to get some more detail all right yeah and the Wipeout Omega Collection has gone gold. Sweet. Means they're printing off copies as we speak. Sweet. So to celebrate that, uh, oh my God. Sony, I believe it was Sony Europe was showing this. Yeah, um, Sony Europe's kind of leading the charge in this game. They showed off, they, they made a little anti-grav ship. Um, and... It's basically magnets. Um, well, sure. And it floats on the magnets and just kind of they spin it around. They set it all up, and it's beautiful. I would love to have one. Yeah, me too, but um, we're not in Europe, so we're screwed. Yeah. But uh, it is beautiful. And as far as I know, the steelbook is only in europe as well yeah i asked Chaz to actually pick one up for me and i'll pay him back <laughs> you could probably order it right from amazon uk yeah i don't like yeah i know i always i always find that kind of a, well i always find that kind of a pain in the ass just getting my card to work oh well you've got weird shit yeah. no i don't i just yes you do i have an amazon card then it should just work. Eh, but I, do, I don't know. <laughs> I bought shit from Amazon UK. I bought a lot of stuff from there. Yeah. I even bought stuff from Amazon Germany, for fuck's sake. 
<laughs> I never had a problem with any of it. <laughs> you know, you can probably just find Scheiser videos on the internet. You don't have to get it from Germany. Uh, it's it's more pure from Germany, <laughs> directly from the source. You know. Yeah. But I just I still don't understand why your mom was in it. Oh wow! Man, oh, we're going to go with the moms, really? Well, Cartman it was the, it was the I'm whole not thing. that fat. Jeez. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. It was just low-hanging fruit. I Folks, remember that when I bring up the mom joke in about a month with him. <laughs> okay. Shots fired. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, no, I'm, I'm excited as hell. I suck at this game. I, I've, I, I've always sucked at Wipeout games, but I don't care because they're awesome. I'm really looking forward to this. God, I wish it supported good. 3D. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty good with them uh, back when I was really into them. I was good with them on the PS1. Yeah, it's about the last time. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I, got, old. I was better at them on the PS3 than I ever was on the PS1. Really? Much better on the PS3, yeah. And I think it's just smoother frame rate and better controls and everything. It was just, I was much better at them that way. Well, back then I, I mean, had on, two good hands, so that's why I was but, better with them. The first one on the PS1, you were using the D-pad. There was there were no sticks on the controller. Yeah, I always wished then. I had an EdgeCon, and now I have two of them. It's crazy. Yeah, I agree. God, that demo that came with the PlayStation. I used to play that <laughs> one level all the It was like an unfinished level. You could tell it was still like not done. And they had the, the instrumental version of Firestarter. It, didn't, it wasn't even like the full song with the words or anything in it. It was so and we were like, what the hell is this song? And then all of a sudden I heard Firestarter like a year later probably on the radio or something. I'm like, whoa, that's a song from Wipeout. I didn't know who, who that was. It made me buy a PS1. I, yeah, I mean, what made me buy it was what I saw Seen at Wipeout. CES. Because I saw Ridge Racer and Tushinden. And then I saw Virtual Racing on, or not Virtual Racing, uh, Virtual Fighter on the Saturn. And I went, ugh. I'm going to get a PlayStation. Because Ridge Racer was so awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all for news. That's it. Wow. All right. Well, uh, what we're playing and stuff, do you want to get us started there? Okay. Uh, I only played two things. Ah. Good, because uh, my list is long this week. All right. Well, I played Lego City Undercover, obviously. Uh-huh. I got deep into that. And I played the beginning story stuff on Battlefield 1, finally. Ha! Huh. I haven't even started the campaign on that yet. Yeah. Um, I like it so far. I like uh, what I see. And you go through that, just that opening thing, and they hit you with, you know how big the war was and where it was all over the world and all this stuff. And then they pull back and they give you a choice. There's all these different theaters of engagement, essentially around Europe and into the middle East. And you can see there's like four here, four here, one here, three here, four here, whatever. And you get to choose whichever one you want to start with. Oh, that's interesting. So you can start in the Middle East, you can start in Italy, you can start, you know, in Europe, uh, in France, and, you know, wherever. Like, yeah. 
Eastern Europe and France where all over. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's nice that you, you know, they give you that choice. Sure. Yeah. That's go pretty in. Neat. Um, but it's, it's a good looking game and I do, I do like it. Oh yeah. Uh, but that's all I played. Um, the other night we sat down movies and I gave them like five choices. I was trying to find stuff like actiony type stuff or whatever that Mason could watch. (laughs) And I gave them a bunch of choices and he picked San Andreas and I was like, really? That's what you're, he's like, yeah. I said, I explained what it was. He's like, yeah, I want to see that. I was like, okay. I want to see the rock dad. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, my wife was saying, the rock is in this too. She's like, Hey, look, it's Maui. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Which essentially it is now. Um, Yeah. yeah. But we were going to watch it in 3d and I was having all kinds of problems with the 3d glasses. Huh. Um, I'm still trying to find two of my pair. Well, we have the two good ones and then the one, the one old pair. Yeah, the one big fancy one that came with the TV. Right. Uh, the two good ones were fine. The big old one, the battery was dead, and I was like, "Fuck." Yeah. So it's not I pulled out. I pulled out all the Sony ones, and I couldn't get any of the Sony ones to work. And I was just like, "Fuck me." Yeah, because they're supposed to be universal. So, well, I have like. I have five Sony pairs because Jeez. well they were on sale at oh. Amazon at some point for like five or six bucks. Yeah, that's so right. I was like, fuck, I'll just buy a couple so that, you know, when I have people over, if we all want to watch a 3D movie, everybody can watch a 3D movie, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, they're five bucks. So I got a couple. Um, so we watched San Andreas, just regular D. No 3D. <laughs> um, With only 2Ds? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, and we're not talking about Alexandra D'Addario. Um, you didn't even know she was in that. I did. She's, do- <laughs> she's uh, The Rock's daughter. Yes, she is. Uh, then the next night, uh, because, you know, one of, the, one of the choices was Tron Legacy. Oh, and that's amazing in 3d and mason well mason wanted to see that and i said you know what we should wait on that i said because we should watch the original tron first yeah and then watch that and i know my wife doesn't want to see the the two of them back to back all over again uh because that's a lot of tron but it's Uh, a lot of awesome well so i we mason and i watched it the next night so we watched tron and he liked it. And when we were done, I was like, okay, let's do this. Cause I charged some of the, some of the, uh, Sony, uh, 3d headsets. Sure. Um, so we all sit down to watch that in 3d and I couldn't get them working again. I'm like, motherfucker. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> so we stopped watching it in 3d. We watched and then Mason was getting tired and a little cranky and he fell asleep. So, then we t- turned that off and ended up watching Kong Skull Island. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, and then my wife fell asleep. 
like before the end of that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we're done there. <laughs> um, but the next day I sat down and I figured out, like I literally went through every single pair of glasses. I switched out the battery on the old fancy one. Sure. Um, and it works fine now. Uh, nice. I found three Sony ones and I got them to work and I confirmed that they worked. I sat there with the TV on and I just was taking glasses on and off, on and off, making sure everything worked. Two are completely dead. They won't charge. They don't do wow. anything. So I don't know if they came dead all those years ago and that's why they were five bucks and I never tested them. Maybe. I don't know. It's entirely possible. So I have no idea. Um, but when it all shook out, I have six working pairs of 3D glasses. Wow. So I'm good with that for now. <laughs> I'm like, all right, six works. I can, I can work with that. That's, that's fine. Sure. Uh, and Mason and I watched a little bit of Apollo 13, um, but he wasn't really paying attention until they got into space. And then he was kind of, then he kind of perked up. Yeah. But we had to do some stuff and we had to stop it anyway. Um, and I saw guardians of the galaxy volume. I, I did too. We saw it in two D's though. We didn't see it in all three. Oh, I saw it in three D's with IMAXs. Yeah. I, we, so there's a brand new theater by where I moved. Uh, and it's awesome. Like, you can order food in and all that stuff, but it, it's close to being an IMAX screen uh, that they have here. They call it the ultra screen. Uh, but Rock didn't want to do 3D. So I was like, ah, that's fine. So we went and saw it in 2D. Was, and I'm watching it like, wow, this must be just amazeballs in 3D. Just the colors they were using and yeah. everything else. It was. Um, but this place, like, they even have kind of an Alamo Draft House theater in it where it sounds like they even have tables and stuff in front of the seats for like getting food mm-hmm. for one of them. But I haven't been in there yet, but they have heated seats and all that. So like the, the theater we went to by MGC, it's kind of like that, but newer and bigger. And I was like, I was all excited to go like, Oh, this is going to be so cool to see this new theater. And it was neat. what did you think of the movie? Loved it. Loved it. I did too. But the last third, but, yeah, it felt a little bit too um, familiar to me. I don't know what it was. Uh, I I walked into the theater and I didn't have that 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 was fucking awesome feeling. You know what I mean? I enjoyed it. I did. I didn't think it was bad at all, but it didn't really pump me up at all. I thoroughly enjoyed it beginning to end. I loved all the little jokes. Oh, the, the comedy was great. <laughs> Rocket was... <laughs> I loved the... Wait, your name is Taserface? <laughs> I yeah. just... I, I loved the feeling about it. It was it was really good. I just... I don't want to say anything. I don't want to spoil yeah, anybody, yeah. but it was fantastic. I mean, mm. like I said on Twitter, as if you needed <laughs> any more encouragement, it's, it's freaking awesome. It, it, it was definitely one of the best follow-ups Marvel's done. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, you look at Iron Man 2 that was... Eh. But that's... I read somewhere, I think it actually... 
well, I don't know if it, I guess it outgrossed it on the first weekend. Um, it's the first one, like all the other ones were, uh, didn't, didn't gross as much as the original. Mm. All the sequels did not. Um, and this one apparently did, it did better. Mm. So that's cool. And I love all they're setting up for three and all they're setting up for infinity war. <laughs> it was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Cause I know they're going to, they, they have to do a third guardians and, uh, James Gunn's already signed cool on to do it. For it. Yeah. They, they already, <laughs> James Gunn already, uh, confirmed that he's doing the third one. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I just, there was, Something was missing for me, though. I don't know what it was, and I couldn't put my finger on it at all. But uh, I mean, the stuff with Drax, especially, was really good, and um, yeah, Rocket was just killing me. And I, yeah, it, it was good. Uh, I just thought the pacing got a little weird toward kind of the between the second and third acts. Uh, and of course, I had to go look up all the references and everything because I just mm-hmm. don't know the series whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was neat. Plus, it was cool to see the Thor Ragnarok trailer before. I love the style that they're going for. Oh, I don't know. I had my head down and of course you did. I wasn't paying attention. Headphones on. Well, just look at the logo. Up. Cause they're even kind of using that old eighties look for the logo. Kind of like heavy metal or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really neat how they're doing that. But yeah, it's, it was funny also to see all the people walk out after the first little stinger at the end, right? Right. When the credits start. <laughs> Like all these people start walking out, and Adam and I are just sitting there laughing our asses off. Our theater, nobody left. Oh, a lot of people did. The end, and the lights came up in my theater. Oh no, a lot of people did, and then Um, the people sitting next to us stood up. Like, ah, there's like three other scenes. Like, what? I go, yeah, there's five scenes total. Oh, okay, and they sat back down. I don't know, Um, but I was, I was surprised and pleasantly surprised to see Ben Browder show up like in the middle of the movie. Um, he is, he was with the gold people. Um, he was in Farscape. Mm. He was Crichton in Farscape, the main character. And he was also in Stargate SG one. There's the a last lot of Stargate people in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hold the wait. No. Who else? No. Um, I looked it up on IMDb, and they said that there were a ton. Uh, here, I'll go look. It's only one that I know of, just him. I'm trying to think. No, no, there were others. <clears throat> well, wasn't Rooker from Star? Didn't he do some Stargate? Uh, he did one episode as a guest. Well, he counts. Yeah. <laughs> Let me find it. Hang on. I'm on the right screen. I just got to find Stargate. Okay. Three actors. Oh, okay. It's just three. I'm sorry. I thought it was more. Three <laughs> actors with ties to Stargate franchise appear in the movie. Kurt Russell was in the original oh, movie. Mike, Michael Rooker in the show. Yeah. And um, Ben Browder. And Ben Browder. In the show. Yeah. Yeah. As okay. Lieutenant so, Colonel Cameron Mitchell. Yeah. So if you take, okay, if you take the one episode that Rooker was in and the fact that, uh, that, um, oh my gosh, my brain, Kurt Russell was, uh, in the movie, um, but replaced by Richard Dean Anderson in the TV show. Right. But yeah, 
I love Kurt Russell. Me too. He's and like probably my in my top five actors of all time. Him and Jeff Bridges. Oh, speaking of which, I watched a little bit of the 1976 King Kong. Uh, oh, God. Because Jessica yeah, Wang well, is in that one, right? Yeah, yeah. That was her first movie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, because when we watched Tron Legacy, I was gushing again over Jeff Bridges, and I was like, that's the hair I want. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Kurt Russell basically has the same hair at this point, you know, the, and the beard and everything. And yeah, I was yeah. like, and I was watching that, and I was like, he had like a big beard and he had the hair going on in, in King Kong. And I wanted to see, and you know, we saw Kong skull Island and I was like, I want to see this again. So I just, I watched like the first 45 minutes or so. I skimmed through a bunch of parts and, and just watched where they, where Kong eventually comes and takes her away and everything. And it was, it was interesting to see the level of the special effects, which, they're a little shaky in places, but yeah. they actually hold up pretty well considering, you know, what they were doing with it. A guy in a monkey suit and yeah. you know, giant, giant mechanical arms at times. See those. It's weird. I, I've always been a fan of the old Godzilla movies with the old King Kong stuff. I never liked. I don't know what it was. I mean, I, I saw that one. and I thought that one was the best one and I want to see Skull Island still, but they never really grabbed me like the old Godzilla movies did. Mm, Skull Island will. Skull Island. Oh, I'm I'm pretty confident that I'm going to like that movie, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And that you literally have to stay right to the end of the credits because at the end of the credits, they do something. Nice. So. Cool. Yeah. All right. Is that it for you? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so let's just start off. I played some more Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the, on the uh, Switch. Uh, it, it was weird when I was playing it. I was noticing that when I would try to turn toward a uh, like a shortcut, the game would actually fight me on it and bring me back to the main road. I was like, "What the shit Are is you, this?" Did you have like wimpy mode turned on? <laughs> well, let me get to that. Okay. <laughs> so, and then I started remembering that they had talked about something like that in the past. Yeah. So I started looking it up, and, and sure enough, Jim, uh, Jim Sterling put up a new Jimquisition today, and it was all about this. So it's called Smart Steering. You can win the game. You can put the controller down and win the game with that. <laughs> On 50cc, you can. When you get to 100cc, <laughs> yeah. 150, and 200, you can't effectively yeah. every time. But 50cc, yeah, because it's just a cakewalk. But um, the weird part about it is there are no options to go to at the beginning of the game. Like, you can't just go to an option screen and turn it off. So, yeah. So, I was like, what the shit? So, I, I'm looking all over the place. Couldn't find it. Went into a race. And then I hit, hit you know, the, the plus sign. You know, basically start to pause the game. And there it was. Smart steering. And you can turn it off there. So, you literally had to go into a race before you could turn it off. That's ridiculous. And, there's, and, and Jim Sterling put it perfectly. Why is this on by default? Because they're, they're Nintendo's entire business is aimed at little kids. I get that, but they should give you an option when the game boots up. Of course they should. Yeah, but I was just I was going crazy about that. I'm like, what? Why is my guy keep turning away from these shortcuts? I'm like, what the hell is going on? And sure enough, that's what it was. So I was a little upset about that, but it's all fixed now. Hopefully that saves. I don't know. I hopefully don't have to turn that off every time. Um, but you know. I'm still getting through some races, and, and there's a lot of single-player stuff I still need to get through. 
I actually got hit with three blue shells in one race today, too. Unbelievable. Uh, and then I went a little Neo Geo crazy, so I, I've been unpacking stuff, and I unpacked the Neo Geo games. And Rock and I, Rock came up for the weekend to go see Guardians, and, and we were talking about Neo Geo stuff, and I was showing him some of the carts and how the, the shock boxes change and everything. And played, actually, uh, so on the Switch, they actually got Blazing Star, which is a really good shmup. It's coming to PS4 eventually, I don't know when, but uh, I think it's coming maybe next week, hopefully. But Blazing Star is really cool. It's kind of got the, these pre-rendered uh, visuals, kind of like in Donkey Kong Country. Uh, but it looks really good. The audio is a little weird because every time you pick up these little blue uh, icons, this Japanese girl yells, bonus! And it just goes way overboard. It's like, bonus, 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 bonus! Uh, but it's a great game. So played that. Also played uh, some Spin Masters, which is a, a really fun uh, platformer where your default weapons are yo-yos. Uh, it's a really neat game, though. So I played all the way through that, and then I played some some Baseball 2020, which is a futuristic baseball game with different rules a little bit. Like, if you hit the ball off into the stands, the stands are all covered by glass. And if the ball hits that and you're not in the foul ball zone, it'll actually roll off the glass back into the field and still in play. Uh, same thing with a home run. The only, only place you can get a home run is dead center field, like the zone in center field. Um the Super Nintendo version actually is terrible because after I think the after the second inning, they start putting out what they call crackers. Basically, they put landmines in the field, and they're all random. They took them out of the Super Nintendo version to to sanitize it. Obviously, <laughs> the Genesis version has them. So yeah, but uh, it, it's one of my favorite games in the Neo Geo. My friends all hate playing me at it because for some reason I'm actually pretty good at it. Um. But I played through probably three games of that, and it it's really cool. Like you can, uh, it's like robot baseball. It's futuristic baseball. So every regular player has like mods, and you can you 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 earn money or lose money depending on how you're playing, and you can use that money to buy like upgraded throwing armor and upgraded batting arm, and you have like A, B, or C. Uh, but then you can also pay like ten thousand credits or whatever to replace that player with a robot, and you have to use a lot of strategy when you start doing that stuff because the robots can only take so much wear and tear and then they explode. So mm. you have to kind of st- strategize when you're going to do all that stuff. And I used to know all this stuff because I played that game so much. I played through like season after season of it. And I was playing it now. And I'm like, God, oh, I don't remember any of this crap anymore. Uh, but it, it's just, it's such a fun game. <clears throat> uh, then I played a bunch of the Gran Turismo Sport beta. I uh, got the wheel out and started playing with the wheel the other day, which is awesome. I'm actually getting better track times and everything now. Um, they just updated it to version 1.05 of the beta, and wow. I mean, physics got way better. It actually has, like, if you hit the dirt or, like, the gravel or whatever, there's particle effects, so now you'll actually see gravel hit the road, and, and it'll actually kind of pop out and hit the road and jump across the road and everything. If you get stopped in the sand or in the in the gravel or whatever, it'll actually bunch up and and you'll dig in a little bit even. So there's a little bit more deformation than you've seen before in a lot of other racing games. Uh, engine sounds still not really there where it needs to be for some of these cars, but uh, it's definitely good. Uh, but they, you know, it's still a beta. It's it's an early beta even. Uh, but really having a good time with it. I'm, I wish they would open up arcade mode again because right now arcade mode's closed. And the only thing that's there is what's called sport mode which is uh, you, you run qualifying laps in three different tracks, and they keep kind of rotating tracks in and out. 
you, you get a qualifying time, but you're only racing yourself, obviously. And then that sets your qualifier for when they have when they open up online. And online is usually at set times every night. So you have to get on at that time, and, and it just puts you in matchmaking, and boom, you go. Uh, for what it is, I'm still having a blast with it. Uh, it's it's just it's been a lot of fun to play. I can't wait until the fall game comes out because I really want to dig in with this one. Uh, but yeah. it was it was fun having the wheel out and everything because then I started playing uh, Project Cars and Assetto Corsa because I haven't played those on the Pro yet, and both games with boost mode run at solid sixty frames per second now on on, on the on the Pro. Hmm. So. Project Cars has definitely gotten some upgrades. I mean, it looks better than it did before. Race is a lot better. I think they've up- upgraded the physics and even the tire system a little bit more. Uh, so it races much better than it used to. Uh, a set of Corsa is the same thing where I've always really been impressed with that as a simulation. Uh, I, what, what was kind of missing from a set of Corsa was a true career mode. Uh, their career mode was essentially a bunch, just a bunch of challenges. Uh, it wasn't like you were going through your career. You're just going through a set of like a list of challenges, and that was it. Uh, but racing that with a wheel, that game has never been great with a uh, an analog pad at all. Uh, but with a wheel, it's it's awesome. And actually, a set of course that really kind of set the bar for force feedback with a wheel, in my opinion. And GT Sport is doing really well with that because uh, this is the first time I've actually tried it with a wheel at home. Uh, but it, I mean, I had to turn down the. Uh, like how strong the force feedback was actually because it was just jerking me all over the place on Nurburgring. So that was it was a blast. And then uh, I played the Chippendales Rescue Rangers on the Disney Afternoon Collection. <laughs> it's it's pretty cool that they brought that whole collection out. I mean, th- those were always pretty good games on on the NES. It's cool that they kept them so uh, so much like the original games, uh, and they're definitely not easy, which is hilarious because they're kind of considered kids games. At the time, like when they were selling them and everything, it was aimed at kids. That's who was watching these these cartoons, and they're not easy. <laughs> so, but it's fun. Yeah. And then um, a game that I'd seen once before, I never played it, and it comes out actually next week on PSN. A game called NBA Playgrounds. So, somebody screwed up at Sony. And I didn't realize this at first. I just saw it in the store. But it showed up in the store this last week. And it was free. So I was like, oh, what? I thought this was... Because I know there was another basketball game on the way that's going to be free to play. And I'm like, oh, maybe I got that screwed up in my head. So I grabbed it. And then I found out that they put it up by accident. And I was like waiting for it to not work. But it's it still works. Uh, but NBA Playgrounds is a lot like NBA Jam. It's got real players in it. It's got even some classic character or some classic characters, some classic players. Like I, I already opened up uh, Clyde Drexler. Uh, I don't know who else is in there for like the older older players from you know years past, but uh, basically two on two basketball, you know, on the playground or whatever on the street, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it has a lot of big dunks like an NBA Jam. It's got uh, some some different modifiers that you can unlock. There's this little slot machine thing that'll pop off. When you build up a meter, so you have like uh, hot spots like an NBA Jam uh, Tournament Edition. Y- you can actually make it so that your opponent only gets a 12 second shot clock. A lot of stuff like that. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And the funny thing is, right now, only online play is available. You can't even play local right now. So it's it's really weird. But online's working great. There's no voice chat or anything as far as I can tell. 
but online was working really well. It's just got matchmaking set up. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun though. Um, you know, I don't know if there's an embargo on it or whatever. We just got it actually for full review today, but that went to MJC. So I'm not, you know, if there's an embargo, I'm not really uh, breaking it because I got this <laughs> through the store. So, <laughs> um, but no, it's it, it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're into like NBA Jam, this is definitely for you. Uh, it looks really good. It plays really well. It's it's a lot of fun. And then, like I said, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I also watched uh, Manchester by the Sea, because it's up on, up on Amazon Prime. Pretty good. Uh, it's it's the good Affleck. Casey Affleck, uh, who I, I really like. Uh, I didn't like how it ended, though. It just kind of ended. It didn't really have any closure, in my opinion. But uh, it, it's interesting. It's worth watching. And then this one I knew about that was coming. I didn't know it was already up on Hulu, but this is a Hulu uh, original. It's a documentary called Batman and Bill. And this is about this other guy that actually created Batman with Bob Kane, but Bob Kane took all the credit for it. Mm. And it's about this guy named Bill Finger. And it's this writer that actually had written a book before about uh, kind of the origins of Superman in the comics and he was going to write one on Batman and he started digging and digging and digging and found out about this Bill Finger guy who I'd heard about back in like the mid nineties. I think it was uh, because there was a court case and I remember hearing about it, but they actually have like taped interviews with Bill Finger. They actually have taped interviews with Bob Kane where he admits it. There's a book that came out right around the time. The first movie with Michael Keaton came out called, uh, it's like Batman and me or something like that, that I have somewhere. And I never realized that in that book, Bob Kane even mentions another person helped him out, but he always made it seem like, Oh, he helped, he helped. <clears throat> and what you find out is this guy, Bill Finger actually was a lot more uh, crucial to Batman becoming what Batman became than Bob Kane did. Hmm. But because of how the, how the comic book industry handled that kind of content back in like the thirties, Bob Kane basically got sole ownership of it, of the character. Uh, and it's as a sidebar, look up, um, the guys that created Superman who sold all the rights to, to DC when they created Superman for 130 bucks. Yeah. And just the amount of litigation that their family has gone through over the years. It's yeah. a fascinating story. Crazy, but this this if you have Hulu, really worth watching. Uh, it gets very emotional. It's it's just a s- supremely in- interesting story. Uh, and then there's another documentary that I knew about that I think was an Indiegogo uh, that's up on Hulu as well called Doomed. And this is about the Fantastic Four movie that Roger Corman made. Huh. <laughs> Uh, and how and they talked to like almost all the actors that were in it. They talked to Corman for a while. They talked to a lot of the people that were involved with it. And I, th- I found it interesting because Stan Lee, they approached uh, Stan Lee and he wouldn't do it, mm. which I, I thought that was really odd. But th- basically, to boil it all down, and, and I'm not spoiling anything because this is really well known, but this movie, a print got out years ago and, and we had seen this VHS tape. Gosh. Had to be like late '90s that we saw it, because you could buy like bootlegs at comic book comic book conventions, yeah. and um, 
it's actually on an online service now because I've I've watched it like a year ago, the whole movie. Uh, but basically, it was made to never be released. It was so the the studio that owned the rights from Marvel could keep the rights to it so that they could make the big movie with that came out the original, uh, you know, with with Chris Evans and Jessica Alba and everything. Uh, so it's a really intriguing story. It's cool though because they talked to all the actors and and how they were so into it and they really wanted it to be something and where that movie fell in kind of the, the timeline of comic book movies in general and what they were trying to accomplish with, you know, it's Roger Corman. So they didn't have much of a budget. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's really cool to watch. And I didn't know it was up there all of a sudden. I just like, Oh shit. I, I knew about this, but I didn't know where, where to find it. So really fascinating stuff. And then, uh, started watching the venture brothers season three. <laughs> which I've seen, but I didn't remember a lot of stuff that was in it. And they're up yeah. to like season six on Hulu now. That's the thing. I Every time they go every three or four years when a new season comes along. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I feel like I have to go back and watch like the previous three or four seasons or all of it because it's so long. between. It's years between seasons. Yeah. And... And each season is like six episodes and it's done. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Just as you're getting into it, it's it's over. It's they're so short and yeah. there's so much going on and the and the threads that go from like the first season all the way to the current. Oh, it's crazy. It's yeah, you really have to well, you really have to follow it. And one of the other problems with that show, not really problems, but my my deficiency is the fact that there's a ton of characters that get involved over the seasons and you're like who the hell is that guy now and oh what did he do and, and you're just trying to remember like what the, what all happened mm-hmm. um yeah so season three i really enjoyed and, and it's been fun kind of watching that again uh getting through that so i, I want to get through all the seasons that are there was that where that's after the the cocoon gets taken out and okay so one of the one of the henchmen dies right that's season at the end of season three that happens. End of season three, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Which screwed yeah. me up because that's why I started on season four the other day, and all of a sudden he was dead. I'm like, wait, what? So I had to go yeah. back to three, and I'm like, what did I miss? I, I I don't remember this happening, and I know I watched it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, it's it's been a lot of fun watching that, and and um, you know, just keeping up with my other stuff. Gotham is rolling again, so I've been watching Gotham. But uh, yeah, it's. It's fun to go back and watch that now that I got through Rick and Morty again, and that's going to be probably July or August until we get a new season of Rick and Morty fully. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully I can get through that soon. We'll see. Because I'm, I'm still in unpacking mode. So we'll see yeah. what happens, yeah. But that is, I believe, it for me. Mm-hmm. Charter's coming in tomorrow. We're going to try to get the TiVo going again. We'll see what happens. I called him up today, and I kind of told him what was going on. I'm like, the guy was here for four hours, and he'd never hooked up a TiVo before, and I don't know why somebody sent him. And she's like, oh, I'm really sorry. She goes, I'm going to get you on with my manager. Uh-huh. Then that person got on, and I was like, I'm not mad. I just want to get this working, you know? So we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, break time? Sure. All right, let's take our break. When we come back, we'll... uh Talk about what's going on around PS Nation. Josh will review Lego City Undercover. We'll have a couple of emails to read and we'll get the heck out of here. So we'll be right back.
we're back, and uh, that means that it's time for Josh over there to tell us what's going on around PS Nation. So, as far as reviews go, well, let's hold off with the reviews. Uh, first, the monthly question went up. All right. Uh, and it's about... Um, well, I'll read the question. What viewpoint that is commonly held do you disagree with? So, recording uh, controversy here. <laughs> yeah, and, and I looked at this question a bunch of times, and I couldn't think of anything personally that I was just, that I felt that compelled to, like, rage against or something, or not really rage, but to contradict, and I just couldn't think of anything. Yeah, well microtransactions come up um sure. specific games come up that you know this game gets a gets a bad rap um things like that uh there's some interesting interesting responses there i'd suggest reading through it and then um attacking each writer individually yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> if anybody wants their email addresses just oh, let us know we'll give them out don't attack them individually. Don't even <laughs> attack them. Just if you disagree, just politely disagree in the responses or on the forums and have a discussion. Yeah. And, uh, don't get all crazy. Eh. We need a little craziness in our lives every now and then. We don't really get that very much. I don't need crazy. Uh, then uh, Randy. Uh, Randy. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> So we had we had to rest, we had to restart coming back from the break because I almost called Josh Jason for some reason. Oh my gosh, and Randy and Randy. So Rand, Randy Randy Richardson uh, put up <laughs> put up a review for Ganog. Nice. <laughs> uh, that is interestingly that uh, that was one that I had only ever seen in PlayStation VR, but that is a title that really? can be VR is optional. Yeah. I thought the first time you played it, you weren't in VR, but no. Okay, because I remember I only have seen it in VR. I remember it was at E3, I think, because I was the one that said like you should go try that out. You might like it. I I didn't know for sure if you'd like that one or not. Yeah, I didn't really get into it, and it's funny because, well, you have to read the review. Yeah. You'll see. yeah. <laughs> um. So Andy did that review. Uh. Then. Do, do, do we have um, MJC's review of what remains of Edith Finch? I think he liked it. He did. This is from Giant Sparrow, uh, who did one of my favorite games on the PS3, which I can't remember the name of it now. <laughs> um, Unfinished Swan. Yes, where you're throwing the paint everywhere. Yeah. Where you start out and it's just the whole screen is white and you have to throw the black paint around to kind of hit the walls and, and kind of feel your way around. Although there is that trophy for the first level to get out of the first area with only four throws of paint. That's insane. And I did it. <laughs> Because I had just played through that level so much, just messing around, that I just I knew from sound and everything else where I was. 
and where I needed to be. And I actually got out of that level nice. with, I think, three throws. I think all, all I needed was three. And I was like, I'm out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I'm very interested to see um, this because it's Giant Sparrow. And I like what they do. Sure. And yeah. what I read in the review, it sounds like something I would, I would like. So, uh, then we have the Deer God uh, from Chaz, which has been on the and Xbox one, one for a while. Yeah, and it was also an iPhone game, I believe. Yeah, I think it started life as an iPhone game, um, or as a mobile game in general. Right. Uh, this is <laughs> interestingly. Uh, PS4 and PlayStation Vita. Uh, it is cross buy, um, but it is not cross save, cross play, cross chat, or PlayStation TV compatible. Interestingly, huh? Uh, most games just are now, but this one is not for some reason. That's weird. Uh, the other fun fact is that it is on Xbox One, PC, Mac, and Linux, iOS, and Android, and Wii U. <laughs> not Switch. Wii U. <laughs> well, I mean, there have been a lot of developers talking about the fact that Nintendo never really made development possible for the Switch for a lot of even bigger developers. Yeah. So, you know, there were there were devs that did a lot on Wii U, and, and the Wii U was their first platform usually, and they never even got a con- any contact whatsoever from Nintendo about uh, devving for the new system at all. And they need games. So who's running that place over there? (laughs) But they've got Zelda and Mario Kart, dude. That's all they need. Apparently, yeah. Because every single person... That thing's selling like crazy. It's like hotcakes. That's a Ritz. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Ritz. (laughs) That's a Ritz. I'm telling you. (laughs) Dude. Um, But uh, check out... Yeah, check out his review of The Deer God. It's This I was interested in, um, just based on the trailer and everything. Sure. Because uh, it looks like platforming, uh, interesting, weird platforming and everything. Um, but the more I read about it, the more I'm iffy. I don't know. <laughs> where I'm, if, you know, maybe I'll pick it up at some point, but I don't know. I just read the review if you're considering the game and, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Everybody's got their own opinions on things, but uh, it's an interesting review. Sure. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. So one thing I wanted to bring up really quick before we get to your review is you you read Armada, right? Yes. Okay. Because there's mention of this game in, in Armada, and it's it's there's this urban myth about a uh, arcade game from uh, the I think like the mid '80s called uh, Polybius. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where it was reported that, that you know, like Men in Black put it in our, in different arcades, and you know, it was it was training for something, blah 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 blah. Well, a game is going up on the on the PSN called Polybius, <laughs> and it's actually from our friend Jeff Minter, who did TXK and uh, you know a lot of the old Jaguar games and and all kinds of crazy games. The guy's pretty much a genius when it comes to. Uh, game development. So I don't know anything about it. I thought it was actually a joke. I'd see him mention it every now and then. I thought he was joking. Mm-hmm. And people in Europe 
are are posting pictures like, oh, it's going to unlock in so many hours. And I'm like, what the shit? But it's for PSVR. And it's from Jeff Minters, so it's got to be trippy as shit. But I know nothing about this so far. I haven't seen any screenshots. I have no idea what type of game it is. Whatever. But I just wanted to kind of give people a heads up that there's a new Jeff Minter game going up on PSVR. Mm. I don't know if it requires PSVR. I have no idea. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I, I thought it was hilarious because, like I said, I would see him mention I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, uh, where's this screenshot says one hour or one day, two hours, 20 minutes, eight seconds until it's playable. And wow. That was, yeah, that went up four hours ago. So, That's crazy. Yeah. But look it up, uh, P-O-L-Y-B-I-U-S, if you're interested in that. Uh, but they also talked about it in the in the book Armada as well, so I thought that was kind of funny that that he did that. It sounds like his sense of humor, though. Hmm. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> All right, Lego. Lego. Lego, my worlds. Lego City Undercover. All right. So I've talked about this before that this was originally uh, commissioned by Nintendo. Right. Uh, and it was an exclusive Wii U title uh, back in 2013. They even did a 3DS game uh, that was Lego City The Chase Begins, or Lego City Undercover The Chase Begins. And it was a prequel to the Wii U game, right. to Lego City Undercover, uh, which is cool. I never, I have it, but I, and I don't think I've really played it at all uh i kind of want to though and you call because, yourself a lego fan well because when you st- well it's a ds 3ds <laughs> um, so the way the game starts off uh you are chase mccain you're a cop and you're coming back to lego city uh two years prior you were run out of the city in disgrace um, you had put Rex Fury behind bars, and uh, unfortunately, you revealed the identity of a major witness who was also your girlfriend uh, on live TV, and she had to go into witness protection. And then they also found out that you were playing with Mega Bloks, and that was it. Well, that would do it, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you get sent out of town. And when you come back, uh, you're asked to come back because Rex Fury has escaped. And when you get back, you find out that this other officer, Marion Dunby, took credit for the capture and conviction and all that stuff of Rex Fury. And now he's chief of police. Uh So he's kind of pissed that you're back. (laughs) Um, And you have to hunt Rex Fury down and put him behind bars and all that stuff and try to redeem yourself with your ex-girlfriend and everything. So the game is essentially Grand Theft Auto Lego. Right. It it really is. Uh, The major difference is you're playing as a cop instead of the bad guys, but as a cop, you're you're a detective, so you're constantly going undercover uh, and you're doing crimes <laughs> so it's grand theft auto lego <laughs> it really is it's it's crazy fun um lego hookers the city is gigantic i mean it's the biggest i i think it is still the biggest uh 
space they've ever done for a Lego game. And uh, the biggest problem on the Wii U was the loading. Mm. The loading was quite off, quite constant, uh, basically. And every time you had to load, it would take forever. Yeah. Like the, the load times were unbearable. That's what made me actually stop playing the game. I, I really enjoyed it, but I just got so sick of the load times that I, I gave up on it. Uh, the load times are dramatically cut down on the PS4. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Um, it, it just loads so much quicker, uh, plays so much better. Um, so the interesting thing with this one, and this is one of the reasons why I still say this is probably the best Lego game to date. Um, at its core, it's still your standard Lego game. You get your missions, you get your Lego studs that you're collecting, the red and gold bricks to find, all that stuff. You're unlocking uh, vehicles and characters and what have you. But uh, there's a lot of stuff that's very specific and unique to this game that was never done in any other Lego game, uh, which is really kind of odd, but kind of cool. Uh, because it's it makes it such a different game. Um, in other Lego games, you'll run around the city and you'll break things. Uh, you'll run around wherever and you break things, and that's where you collect your Lego studs. You know, and you need to collect all those to to buy the characters and to buy all these other things. In this one, the Lego studs are literally just laying all over the city. They're, they're just all over the ground. Everywhere you turn, there's rows and rows of them. When you break things, you're getting Lego bricks. Which is, I don't think that's ever been done before or since. Uh, not to my recollection. Um, so you get the Lego bricks, and there are super bricks to find that are hidden around. And, you know, one, the smaller one... Uh, the little two by two brick is worth a hundred bricks and the two by four brick is worth a thousand bricks. Wow. Okay. Uh, so you want to collect as many of those as you can because you'll find, uh, like a little Lego pad, uh, out in the city. Uh, you'll find bunches of them. They're, they're all over the place. And, uh, when you go up to them, you know, it'll say you need X number of bricks to do this super build. And the super build could be like a new, uh, a new building or a new, uh, ride at this carnival or a new, uh, drop point for vehicles. There's, there's all kinds of different things, um, that you can build. Right. And you're going to want to build them because you'll also get a gold brick for building each of them. Um, so if you want to, get that completion (laughs) you have to do this um but there's cool stuff to build like we'd walk up to one and mason's like oh what's that one over there and i'd go over to it and i'd look at it and i'd go oh it's this oh that looks pretty badass he's like well can you build it i was like well we need fifty thousand, and i have eight (laughs) thousand that's gonna be a while so uh, the cool thing is if you look around that area, there's usually a lot of super bricks hidden around that area. Right. Um, just a little fun fact, a uh, little tip for people. So the cool thing about the city, like it's, it's kind of inspired by San Francisco, New York city, London. Um, 
Uh, there was one other one I was thinking of earlier. I forget what it was. Uh, but it's you see hints of all of them. Uh, oh, even Venice. Uh, there's can there's canals and the, like I, I went over to the one area I was like Mason look at that look at the canals because I I hadn't gotten there in the Wii U game so I didn't even know that it looked like that uh, so we're seeing all this cool stuff there is even uh, a little Cape Canaveral uh, kind of place uh, yeah, called yeah. Apollo Island um, so it's pretty crazy the just the the sheer volume of places you can go and and the variety of places you can go within the city um the big differences in this game from any other lego game uh your cop disguises some of your disguises you'll unlock abilities that you know you've seen in lego dimensions or in other lego games but there are things in here that never showed up in any of the other games um, yeah the the ones with the cop disguises where you do a data scan to try to find hidden items, a criminal scan for bad guys around, or an audio scan where you listen in on conversations, those were done with the Wii U uh, gamepad. Um, so they were very unique to the Wii U. Uh, they've just essentially put those right on the screen now. What you would see on the gamepad is now just an overlay right on the screen. And it works well. It works really well. You would never even know that it was supposed to be on an off-screen kind of a thing. Sure, sure. So it works great. Um, the astronaut suit, when you get that, you've got a teleportation ability, which is nuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a beam-in thing where you do a little Simon thing on the on this crate, and if you if you follow the colors in the right order and everything... Uh, bricks will beam in and you can use them to build something. There's a, there's a paint gun that you can use and you have to change the colors in it to, to solve different puzzles essentially. Uh, and you'll, you'll be doing it like throughout the game, even in free play, you'll see things that you're like, how can I get up there? Oh, I need, if that thing was blue and white, I could climb it. So you have to go quickly find uh blue paint for your for your paint gun and spray it and it turns into the thing you can climb uh so there's little things like that all over the city uh which are really crazy yeah um, really fun and i haven't there's, played this game for since it came out on the wii u so it's been a while since i've played it yeah yeah there's well they've they've made little changes to the ps4 version to the new versions um Nothing major, but changes that if you play them back to back, you'll notice them immediately. You'll be like, oh, wow, okay, that's different, and that's different. Sure. Um, but the story's basically the same, which is, you know, the, the crux of it. Um, there's more than 300 characters to find. <laughs> there's over 100 See, vehicles to find. That just gets overwhelming to me when they do that in the Lego games. Like, Lego Batman 3 has mm. hundreds of characters. Yeah. In- at a certain point, I just kind of roll my eyes a little bit at it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, I found I did that on the Vita. I got the Platinum for Lego Batman 3 on the Vita. Sure. Uh, and I always wanted to do it on the PS3, and I never did. Um, but I might at some point. Because I went back to it, and I was messing around with it uh, about a month or two ago. Because Zoe wanted to see it. She was like, Batman? 
I was like, <laughs> yeah, Batman, let's go. <laughs> I'm in. Um, so we were messing around with that. And I, I was like, you know what? What trophies do I need? And I started looking because I, I did the whole story, you know, years ago. Sure. Um, so I was just messing with it. Uh, but with this, you know, you've got aircraft, you've got boats. You, the The whole place is just massive. I mean, you, you just, you, there's no way to get bored with this game. There's so much to do and see and find so many huge buildings and so many crazy places you look and you're like, how the hell am I going to get to that? <laughs> yep. And you have to figure out which ability you eventually need to unlock in the story mode to be able to get to wherever it is that you see all these cool things that you want to get to. It's just, it's crazy. Uh, the game it's it's clearly had a big jump in the visuals uh, since it went from the Wii U to PS4, Xbox One. <clears throat> it's obviously going to look better, uh, better lighting and reflections. Oh, I would hope so. Uh, there's no pop in, no, none that I've noticed. Uh, the draw distance is obviously much better. Uh, it's just it's amazing considering how big. This when you especially when you unlock the whole city, it's massive. It's crazy how big it is. It's like a Grand Theft Auto game, like a map for a Grand Theft Auto game. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, the audio is great. Uh, the The voice actors are fun. Uh, they've got some really good dialogue to go with. Funny dialogue. Uh, you know, it's a Lego game, so they're they're playing it to the kids. But there's there's a lot of references to to movies that adults would know, you know, to like Goodfellas and, and things like that. Um, the Goodfellas one was just making me laugh the other night. Um, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, I forget what else. There's just dozens of pop culture references jammed in there. Right. Of course. Uh, I, I think just overall the, Oh, there's co-op in this. That's right. For the first time ever, the original didn't have co-op. Because obviously you're using the Wii U gamepad, so right, right. there was no way to do co-op. Um, my only disappointment with it is that you're when you when the second person joins in for co-op, it's Chase McCain again. Well, that's <laughs> weird. Yeah, because I guess with the story they didn't want to really mess with the story and have to rewrite big chunks of the game and deal with that in any way. Yeah. So it's two Chase McCains running around, which is weird, but there's co-op, which is cool. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I, I give it a, I'll give it a pass on that. I understand. I mean, considering what would need to be done to fit another character in somehow and change dialogue and things like that. It's, it just seems like it probably would have been too much of a pain in the ass. Um, but it's cool that it's there. You know, so now Mason and I can play or Zoe can do her thing where she's pushing the left and right stick at the same time and just walking in circles. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's I, it's a really I I can't say it enough. It's the best Lego game they've made to date. I nice. think um, I, I love the game. It, it there's so much to do in it and there's i i love grand theft auto so yeah, you know this yeah. this just kind of 
hit right just right in my sweet spot. It was Grand Theft Auto and Lego co- coupled together and just really beautifully done. Um, and this is so much so much of an improvement over the Wii U version that even if you had the Wii U version, I would suggest getting this because it's so much more playable just for the load times alone. It's so much more playable. Right. Uh, I have to give this. I'm I'm wavering between a nine and a nine point five because it's such a good game. It's so freaking good. Which is funny because I actually kind of <sighs> got bored with it on Wii U. Did you? Well, yeah. yeah. I I, mean, I don't know what it was, but I I played it for at least a couple hours. Probably I probably played it about five hours at least. And I just kind of got bored with it. Just stop playing. Were you messing around, or were you doing the story? No, I was doing the story. Because with these games, I like to do the story first and just get that out of the way. And uh, I just thought it was kind of tedious. I don't know. But again, I don't remember very much because how long has the Wii U been out? And you know, that's when I played it. Yeah. And I didn't even get it right away. I got the game. I think I got the game used or something because I didn't pay very much for it. Well, it came out on the Wii U in 2013. Yeah, so that's when I played it. So, um, I try to think of what would be bad in this game. Take the fanboy glasses off. Take the fanboy glasses off, and I'm trying to think of what's bad in this game. You know, there's there are bugs in Lego games, and I haven't really come across any of those in this one. Yeah. Honestly, you know, I, I, we played, you know, we play all the different Lego games all the time. Lego worlds is a whole different story. Lego worlds has a bunch of bugs. Well, but that's a completely um, different everything. It, it is. The only, the only thing that Lego, ties them together is Lego. But Lego dimensions had bugs, you know, they, they've all had issues here and there. They, they've Lego Batman had some bugs and had some slowdown issues and things like that. And, this I really haven't run into any of that. Yeah. It's, it's been really impressive. Um, I, yeah, I think I'm going with a 9.5. Wow. It's the best one they've put out by far. Um, and it's just, it plays great. So if you're a fan of Grand Theft Auto, fan of Lego, you can't go wrong with this. It's the game to get. All right. If you don't want to, if you're if you're, if you're not expecting Lego hookers, you can go for it. Exactly, because there's none of that in there. Should be not. Well, and the funny thing is, as we're cruising around the city, um, Mason is recognizing all these minifigures from Lego Worlds, which like random minifigures that get thrown in there, like the Cave Woman. Sure, he's like, Daddy, that's she's from Lego Worlds. I'm like, yeah. Why is the Cave Woman? <laughs> walking around the city i'm like that is really strange uh but we're seeing all these very specific characters very specific minifigures that are just kind of popping up and wandering through the city it's kind of funny to see so yeah cool so when you were doing that review we get this email uh because somebody was asking like if i don't want to shop or whatever do you guys have a a way to, to donate. And I'm like, yeah, the PayPal's there's a donate button on the contact us and everything. So 
he put a donation through. This is uh, uh, Jeffrey Krause. Krause? Krause, one of the two. And I just laughed at the amount. <clears throat> so he sent us $69.69. 69 two ways, brah. Dude. Well, thank you. Thank you Actually, very much. That's sir. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and he also sent an email. Since we're going to do emails, I figure I'll just read this one really quick. This literally just came through three minutes ago. And he says, uh, All right. Hey, guys, my two favorite nerds. I'm not a fucking nerd. Yes, I am. Uh, just wanted I'm- to let you know. <laughs> just want to let you know I appreciate the podcast every week, even though the first 20 minutes is always Glenn telling us how he never had time to do anything all week. Lately, it's true. Uh, been listening for a little over two years now and love how it's a long podcast, except this week I don't think it's going to be very long. Uh, I don't mind Mason coming on every now and then. I know you're. I know there's grumbling about it from time to time, but just wanted to throw in my opinion. Hope you don't mind the drunk email. Threw, threw you to a couple of bucks. A couple? Holy shit, dude. Uh, please drink more when you want to hit that donate button. Please. Uh, grab a few beers <laughs> each and put some to the next event. 69, dudes! Literally, that's how the email ends. <laughs> so thank you very much, sir. That yeah. was funny. Thank you. Yeah. I almost cut right in the middle of your review to bring that up, but I, I waited. That was a good boy. Well, I, I appreciate that. Yes. All right. Well, uh, do you want to read the next one? Okay. Uh, this one is from Jason Passons. Passons. <laughs> uh, he says, hey, guys. Glenn was talking about his Retron 5 this week on the podcast. Hey, I have one, too. Uh, yeah, but I actually um, use mine. I use mine every now and then. Um, I was wondering if he had any thoughts on the new retro freakout in Asia and Europe mm, yeah, and whether it will be coming to the U.S. and when. If you don't know, it's a console just like the Retron, but this one also plays turbo graphics and super graphics games as well as supports emulation of ROMs on the SD card. Thanks. By the way, I love y'all's podcast. Bastard. <laughs> Motherfucker, delete this. Uh, I don't know a lot about it. I, I see a lot of mention, but I've never actually seen anyone that's used it. So I don't know like if it's even available yet, if it's just being talked about. I, I have no idea. Um, I really, I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool to have one that does HDMI and everything and that plays the Turbo Graphics games. Uh, and super graphics, but if I want to look at them really clean, you know, my, my, my duo is modded and it's got S video and component out. Uh, I've got that great Sony Vega TV. Now that I'm in my own place, I've got that hooked up. Uh, the turbo's not hooked up yet. The only thing that's hooked up is the Neo Geo so far. Uh, just cause my office is kind of full of boxes still and everything. Uh, but you know, it, it is what it is. I, you know, I, I think about it. It's funny because it'll actually play the stuff. So there, there's these cards out now. Uh, the, the ones that made it really popular were, are ones called the EverDrives, uh, where you basically can take an SD card, put it in this this little cartridge, and you can load all the ROMs on it and actually put it in a Super Nintendo and play off that card. Or you know, there's one for the Turbo Graphics, there's one for the Genesis, there's one for pretty much every system out there. And Mark and I were talking on Saturday, and I didn't know that somebody actually kind of made a, a, a cart like that for the Neo Geo even. But they're expensive, like 400 bucks. But at the same time, 
you know, it is what it is. It, it can save you a lot of money if you, if you just started into Neo Geo collecting. Well, I mean, four hundred bucks is nothing for one cart for some of this stuff. Uh, but I was telling him like, yeah, that's interesting. But I already own thirty one Neo Geo carts, so it seems kind of pointless to me because there's really only a few more games I want to get. Uh, a couple of them are going to be really expensive, like Viewpoint. But you know, what are you going to do? Uh, also, I don't think that Retro Freak plays CDs, which you're actually losing quite a bit on the TurboGrafx side if it doesn't play CDs, because there are just so many great CD games in the Turbo. Uh, it, it's, you know, you're losing a lot. The regular TurboGrafx, it, it's a great system. I had it at least a couple of years before the CD became, a, like, got big, because uh, the CD drive that came out for the original system... There weren't very many games for a long time. It was pretty much Fighting Street, Monster, uh, Monster Lair, and what was the and East, uh, which is awesome. But um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be cool to have it in HDMI and all that stuff, but I can always play emulators for that. Because emulators, if you want to talk about, you know, it being legal or whatnot. I own all but I think seventeen Turbo Graphics games right now. So I probably own one of those ROMs anyway. But, yeah, it's interesting. I haven't really looked into it just because I really don't need it. There's other stuff I'd rather get. I really want to get an Amiga CD32. I started looking at Atari Lynx games together because I think there's only like 78 total games for the Lynx, something like that. And I really don't think there's much out there that's overpriced. Uh, and I always really loved the Lynx. I, I always thought it was a great system that, that it didn't really get a lot of love. So I think if I start looking at completing another collection, it's probably going to be the Lynx. So, and I need to get a Lynx 2 really bad because my original Lynx won't play off of the power adapter anymore. You have to put batteries in. So, Oof. yeah. They last about six hours in the Lynx. It's, it's not bad. <clears throat> but it's a cool system, man. Stun Runner is outstanding for the Lynx. The Batman Returns game's really good. Um, there's a lot of really good games on that. It's a, it's a neat little system. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the email, y'all. <laughs> All right. All right, uh, this one is from... Oh, my gosh. I'm going to screw this name up so hard. Oh, okay. Because I, I saw what it said up above, and I'm going to go, what? Uh, it's from Alex Helm, and he says... Oh, I love it. His PSN name is... Oh, my God. A-B-H-R-I-P-H-P-W-J-R on PSN. And he says, let me change it, Sony. Or maybe you could have just chosen a name... That wasn't that bad. <laughs> Seriously, how the hell do you end up? I mean, it wasn't assigned to you. You picked that. Yeah. Did you have a keyboard hooked up That's to your like PS3 David when you did it? <laughs> yeah. Did your cat walk on the keyboard when you were typing it in? What? I don't get that one. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Alex says, Dear Glenn and Josh, hey guys, how are y'all? God damn it. This is not going to become a thing. <laughs> I'm not reading that word anymore. I'll read it. <clears throat> Uh, it says, great, I was wondering if you guys were going to review Prey on the podcast. 
I'm extremely interested in what especially Josh has to say about it. Uh, what with his incessant need to explore everything and find all the hidden secrets. Uh, I'm not I, getting the game. I would love to play it. I'm I'm not buying it anytime soon, though. Yeah. Uh, Sam's uh, actually doing the review for the website. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard a thing from him either, like what he's thinking of it. Maybe we'll get Sam on the podcast to talk about it. He's done a podcast before. He he can probably handle that. Yeah. Uh, then he says, I also was wondering where Glenn found the guide that helped him. Oh, I emailed him back on this. Uh, found the guide that helped him with watching the that X-Men show Legion. I've tweeted him a few times but got no response. Uh, in my defense, I've never seen any tweets about this. So I don't know if he was tweeting the wrong person or if I was just... Since I get so many tweets usually that I just didn't see it, it went by too fast. Uh, there was no real guide for Legion. What I was doing is once I would watch an episode, I would Google it and uh, just find like a, a postmortem on the, on the episode. Like wait a day, because I was watching it on Hulu, so I'm already waiting a day anyway. Uh, you know, it, it hits TV and then the next day it's on Hulu. Uh, I would just Google the episode and, and it would say like, oh, spoilers here, explanation here, whatever. Uh, and then he says, and also, do either of you watch Game of Thrones? Well, obviously, Alex has never listened to this podcast. <laughs> yes, Josh Josh watches it quite a bit, and he read yes. all the books, right? Yes, all the books. Uh, I forget if you guys do. Also, if so, are you guys excited about Season 7 uh, that starts on July 16th? Um, I don't get excited so no, much. Josh doesn't, Josh doesn't get excited about anything. I usually don't. Except for it Lego. takes a lot. It takes a lot to get me excited. I, you know, I'm I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm very interested to see because now they're completely off the books. Um, right. They've completely gone rogue at this point, and <laughs> they're doing their thing. Uh, but for anybody looking to get into Game of Thrones, I suggest watch a season, read the book. Watch the next season, read the book. Watch the next season, read the book because. It's the best way to do it, I think, because when you watch the season, you then have a visual reference for each of the characters, for the settings, for everything. Sure. And then the book just fills it all in with so much more depth and so much more. There's other side stories going on that you didn't even know about, and there's so much more to it. It just brings the world to life. Uh, in a way that you know you wouldn't have expected, um, but it's it's definitely a good way to do it because there are so many characters in there, and it gets really crazy by the last books. It it gets insane. Like the the last two books he put out are the exact same time period, um, but he had to split it up because it was too much to tell in one book. So. He tells the whole story with like these four main characters and their experiences in this time period. And then the next book goes back to the beginning with another set of main characters and their experiences in the time period. And there is some overlap. And where there's the overlap, you know, in the one book, you're getting the one character's point of view. And in the other book, you're getting the other character's point of view of the exact same scene. Ah, okay. It's freaking crazy because then he's introducing he's he's bringing in characters in that last book 
that he barely alluded to in the first book. And you're like, wait, now who the hell is this at this point? Like, <laughs> I don't even know. I had to go look people up. I'm like, this is getting nuts. But it's good. You know, it's really deep and really, really a rich world. So sure. I I fully suggest, you know, watch a season, then read the book that that is that season. Yeah, um, it's a good way to do it. Um, but one other thing, I keep forgetting to mention this to you, and I I have not watched them yet. They made a TV series out of, out of Time After Time. Yeah, and it already got canceled. Yeah, it got canceled after like five episodes. <laughs> uh, not only it was five, but it was yeah, it, it didn't even make it, it through a full season. I'm almost positive it was five. <laughs> yeah, it's on Hulu. I uh, I just never got around to watching it. Yeah. Although they, it's they, funny because I heard good things, and then when they canceled it, like there was a big uproar. Was it really? Yeah, it was a really big uproar about it, but I don't think ABC gives a shit. No, of course they don't. Of course not. Um, but it, that's surprising because that's a Fox move, you know? No, it was only five episodes. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a Fox move, though. You know, if it doesn't, if it doesn't pull in 18 million viewers on the first show, on the first episode, then right, right. it's gone. Like in, in three shows, it's done. Yeah, it's up on uh, Hulu. So, yeah, you're right. Five episodes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But I, I saw that and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Of, of all things to pull, they, I mean, it's a great story. It's a, it's a great idea. Um. The weird pull that somebody would say, let's go grab that movie and get the rights to that and make it into yeah. a TV show. Well, H.G. Uh, Wells stories are always interesting to people. And yeah, a lot of people probably didn't even know that the movie existed. Yeah. You know? Well, there's a lot of people who probably don't even know who H.G. Wells is right true, now. True. <laughs> is he on but, Facebook? Um, but yeah, I. I I saw it and I was like, what the, Oh, and I just kept forgetting to, to tell you about it. And I just haven't had a chance to watch it. So that, uh, that, that fairy tale show that you kind of got me into for a little while on Disney. Uh, what's it called? Shit. Or you didn't get me into it. When we were at comic con, we sat at the, uh, or at least I sat at the, 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 the panel before the Marvel pinball panel. Okay. I almost want to say time after time, but it's something like that. Where it's once upon a time, maybe. Oh, once upon a time, yeah. Yeah, Jennifer Morrison's leaving the show. So that's interesting because she's pretty much the main character. Hmm. I kind of I, I stopped watching that show a couple of years ago, but I saw like one episode of it. I never really got a chance to see any more than that. Well, I didn't think you'd ever really get into it because I know for like you're not that big of a Disney fan, and it's all yeah. about. You know, all the stories that Disney has done. They don't own all these stories, but, uh, you know, it's a lot of the, the, the movies that, that Disney had done, and they kind of had these real-world uh, offshoots of all these characters. So, like, one of the characters was actually Jiminy Cricket, and but he wasn't a cricket. He was a man, you know, and, and yeah, it's interesting, but well, at that the same was the time, thing. it got a little corny. Yeah, that was the thing. It sounded like an interesting premise where I was like, oh, you know, that's that's kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just never, never really got to watch it. And then, uh, Alex is also, also, are you guys going to watch American gods on stars? Well, I don't have stars. Uh, yeah, I don't have stars either, but I do want to see that. Yeah. I hear really good things about it. I have no idea what it's about though. 
It's a Neil Gaiman, um, right. Gaiman, Gaiman, whatever. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of his, um, and it's, uh, let me see if I get this right. I'm just going off of memory here. Um, the gods exist. Um, some guy gets out of jail and he ends up being a bodyguard for one of the gods. Okay. <laughs> Essentially. Uh, and uh, it just goes from there. It It's pretty crazy. Um, but it's something that, yeah, I did want to say. I wonder Ian, if I'm even right on that. I Ian McShane's I'm, in it, Crispin Glover's in it? Wow. Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> I saw When I saw Ian McShane was doing it, I was like, all right, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, that's the one that... I want that, to see this. Um, that's the one that Jillian Anderson's in. That's right. Let me see. Orlando Jones. Um, Cloris Leachman's in it? Well, it's got to be good. Hmm. Yeah, Mythological the, creatures exist because people believe in them. Okay. Uh, immigrants to the United States brought with them spirits and gods. Uh, the power diminished as people's beliefs waned. Uh, new gods have arisen, reflecting their America's obsessions with media, celebrity, technology, drugs, among other things. Hmm. Um, and Sky is released from prison early. Uh, he takes the job as a bodyguard to a mysterious con man. And we go on from there. Yeah, so sure. sort of kind of in the ballpark. Yeah, yeah I, I hear a lot about it. I just never I, really, I don't have stars, or I've never had stars, so I've never really thought about it. I think it's a conflict between the old gods and the new gods. And okay. that was the thing. That, that's why it's American gods. Ah, uh, okay. You know? Interesting. So, okay. Yeah, it sounds sounds like an interesting premise, an in- interesting uh, idea. So, yes, we want to see it, Alex, but no, we don't have, we haven't seen it. Are we going to watch it? Eh, if, if it's available. I'm sure there's avenues. What's that? So, we don't have stars. No. Although I think they, I think stars like is available on Amazon video or something. Not be. sure. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, I think that's it. Yep. I need to get back into GT Sport and get my miles in so I can get my, my new car. I finally got the Nissan uh, GTR. God, taking forever to get that thing unlocked. So, I don't know what I'm going to get today. Hopefully a Mustang. But, yeah. Yeah, I guess they're going to do, it's funny, Sony's going to do a uh, a media thing for the GT Sport beta. And so they, they were asking me all these questions today and everything because I'm already in the beta. And and it's funny because somebody tweeted like, oh, how do us commoners get into it? They didn't send me a code. They didn't send any of us a code. I signed up for the beta and I got it that way. So this isn't like preferential treatment or anything. I got it the same way everybody else did. Um, but it was funny because I, I said, wait, you're going to pit media against media. I said, you know the Gran Turismo uh, plan- or the GT Planet guys are just going to crush everyone. Because these are the guys with the whole car setups, you know, and uh, the, the fancy wheels and the fancy pedals that they that they tweak like twenty hours a week, and yeah, they're gonna crush us. But it'll be interesting. It's fun having the wheel hooked up now because I actually am doing much better with it. 
So I just got to get back into shifting and everything. But And I got to get my new pedals installed. I bought Amazon had like a clearance thing one day, and uh, I think these were returned, whatever, but they had the three pedal set up for the Thrustmaster. So I got them for like, I think it was like 80 bucks. Because normally they go for, I think, 100 or 150 So they're in a box. I just got to find them and attach them to the wheel stand. But anyway, all right, uh, next week, who the heck knows what we're going to talk about? No idea yet. Some PlayStation. Some PlayStation stuff, I'm sure. Well, there, there's the big thing today that came out, because um, it was kind of floating around as, I would almost say a rumor, but it wasn't, because it was kind of confirmed by an image that was going around from EA, but it looks like Battlefront 2 is going to support VR. But they haven't said in hmm. what capacity. Uh, but Chaz just got an email. The entire today. game. Well, and that's the thing. I said, well, <laughs> we haven't seen any other games that are going to use that Farpoint gun. Maybe Battlefront might have a thing where it works with the Farpoint controller. You never know. I was told other games are in development to use that gun. Yeah, I'm I'm calling it right now. I think that they're going to... Because, I mean, that, that one mission in Battlefront that supports VR is amazing. But it's a it's a space yeah. flight thing, you know, and, and maybe if they try to do something more first person y, now that we know it's possible with Farpoint, maybe that'll be another game that supports that controller. That'd be sick. That would be a wow. crap. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So but Chaz just got an email from PlayStation today. You know, they always send out the weekly here's what's going on email and, and sure enough. Uh, it was right there. Uh, it's like a little border around the Battlefront 2 thing that says supports PlayStation VR. But that's all it says. Mm. So that's kind of exciting. Now, i got to get all that hooked up before Farpoint comes out. Ugh. I moved everything out of the way today because the guy came to fix the, the jack and the wall for my TiVo, and he didn't fix anything. So i got to hook all that back up, and, back up now. Damn it. Yeah, so... All right, well, let's get the hell out of here unless you got anything else. New. All right, then. Uh, All right, well, uh, thanks for listening, folks. It's always great to to hear from you all on, I didn't say y'all, I said you all, on the forums and the comments, emails, et cetera. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, And thanks for for getting involved whenever you can. Uh, Thanks so much to everybody that uses all of our links in the affiliate link section. Thanks to Jeff for sending over $69.69, bra. Uh, and thanks to our staff, our, our writers, for doing all that they do. And, uh, yeah, we're just gearing up for E3 now. I can't believe it's only like five weeks away, dude. Oh, my God. Ugh. Yeah. Um, all right, well, get out there, play some games. Have a great one. We'll talk to you all soon. <laughs> never again those of you that watched the television show when it was going on um, we did two years we did we did 44 episodes and the guy that played my best friend on there the character's name was Barry Martin but those of you that may know that Barry Martin was a real person Barry Martin was my best friend and Barry Martin was a very funny guy he appeared on Bob and Tom he appeared on a lot of other shows and had his own records and did his own thing but he was my best friend and he died three years ago and was unable to see the show but 
I was really proud to be able to honor his name every week when we did it, and it was nice. And uh, that relationship on the show represented a lot of the real things that me and Barry used to go through together. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about the real Barry Martin. Barry Martin, for one, was the nicest human being I ever knew in my life. And he was like a brother to me. And Barry physically had the biggest hands on a man you've ever seen in your life. When he'd hold a beer, it looked like he was holding a little Dixie cup. And people would always say, my God, you got big hands. And Barry's response was always, yeah, they, they come with a deck. It's a set. <laughs> oh, every time. He was such a funny guy and such a good person. And he died in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, one night after a show. And uh, he just, the, the next day he was gone. He died in his sleep. Nothing in your life prepares you when you lose somebody like that and that quick, and especially when nothing's wrong with them. But, but uh, I want to tell you this. We, our lives there for a while, we used to travel on a tour bus. We'd do four or five dates a week, travel to different cities. We'd play golf every single morning we get there. We'd get out of the bus, go play golf, go do the show, get on the bus, drink, play poker all night long, get up, play golf, go to the show, do the do the show, drink, play cards, and play poker all night long. We did this shit, went on for five, six years. It was awful for a fellow to have to live like that and get paid. <laughs> we had way more fun than we should have. And, uh, but uh, we came up, we were playing golf in Charlotte, North Carolina about eight years ago, and we came up on the 18th tee, and we were playing for 2 or $3 a hole. I can't remember what it was, but we got up on the 18th tee, and I said, let's play this last hole for a pickled pig foot. The loser of this hole eats a pickled pig foot. And... Uh, um, it was Barry and me and Darby, Barry's son, and uh, Macon Moy, a guy who ran a radio station there in Charlotte. And uh, we all were, they were like, you serious? I said, yeah, the loser eats a, eats a pickled pig foot. You want to talk about four guys that got real damn serious about their golf game. Well, nobody wanted to eat no pickled pig foot. Three of us hit one down the middle, and Barry just sprayed one off in the woods. And I started laughing because I knew who was going to be eating that pig foot. And we drove across town, and I walked in this convenience store, and I said, I said this lady, I said, ma'am, do you have any... Pickle pig foot, and she said, no, but we got pig knuckle. It's got twice the meat on there. It's the real value. <laughs> and I went, ugh, okay. And she said, they're in that jar, and I opened up that jar, and the smell, I went, oh, oh shit, you got to get that out. I'm going to vomit if I got to smell that shit. And she got it out, and I took it out to Barry, and he bit into that thing like an apple. And I, you know when you, you gag, sometimes your eyes water, that fear factor gag, that, you know. And then you know how when sometimes you laugh real hard, you pee a little? <laughs> well, all that happened at the same time, and I thought, I told Barry, I said, we done found us a brand new game. I'll tell you what, because the cheapest form of entertainment is to watch your buddy throw up. It is hilarious. When he has to eat something, he don't not supposed to. And we started playing for dog food and cat food. I mean, you could play for $10, $15, $20 a damn hole. It don't compare to cat food on the line. You, it, the, the tension on the golf course, like, fuck you, man, that was a gimme. I mean, there it is, fucking cutthroat, fuck you. Man, because I know things about dog food and cat food than a human being ought not know about. Like whiskey's cat food where it says turkey and giblets flavor. It don't taste like turkey and giblets. I lost one day and I got to pick my own flavor. And, and I thought, well, I like turkey and giblets. And I was throwing up in the Walgreens parking lot and... Barry was leaning against the car laughing, going, how you like them turkey and giblets? I said, I think they put too many giblets in there. But your cat can't tell you that, you know. <laughs> and you're not really, you, you know, people ain't going to, they could tell you it tastes like fucking lobster. And you're like, hey, it's lobster, it's for the cat, he'll love it, you know. You know? 
There ain't no fucking turkey in there. Ain't nothing in there. Just a bunch of something that nobody should be even eating. And we did a lot of it. And one night we were on the bus, and this game escalated to a whole nother level. We were doing playing poker, two hand poker for shots of egg beaters, whiskey, and mayonnaise, which is. I know, we ran out of that. And there'd been about three or four of us throw up, and we'd run out of that. There was this big light outside the bus with these big bugs flying around it. And I told Darby, I said, run out there and get one of them bugs and bring it in here. And he did, and I'm going to tell you what, everybody in there got quiet. And I said, this is the new deal, and I put the bug underneath the clear glass. And one of the guys in there goes, I'm not doing this. This is bullshit. I'm not playing for fucking live critters and shit. I said, well, then you get off the bus. You don't get to see who eats it. He said, well, God, you now wait a minute. No, no, fuck no. If you're not in, you don't get to see. That's part of the fun of it all. You know, if you play the game, you get to take a chance. It may be you. And if you fucking win, then great. You get to see somebody eat a big moth, and it's going to be great. And he figured, well, hell, there's a one in eight chance it ain't going to be me. All right, all right, hell, I'm in. You know, so... And you, we deal these cards, and you know how you get when you're like, oh, fuck, don't let it be me, don't let it be me. You're just fucking scared shitless, you know. And, and uh, I dealt everybody the cards, and everybody's just sitting there real serious, you know. And Barry was sitting across from me, and he looked at his, and I saw him, and his face just kind of turned red, you know. And I said, is it good? And he goes, and he had a two and a three. That's the worst hand you can get. And I started laughing just out of the anticipation that I knew Barry was going to be eating this bug. And... Just before he went to eat it, and everybody was hooting and hollering and laughing, and so I think they were just so fucking glad it wasn't them. You know, they're like, oh, shit, you know, all right, Barry, you know, and his son Darby goes, wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. what if it's some sort of poisonous African shit that could possibly kill it? And then you know, there's like a pause, you know, and then everybody looks at each other, you know how sympathetic guys are when they've been drinking. Eat it, you pussy, and we'll worry about that later. If you pass out, we'll get you on the ambulance, don't worry about it. And he chewed that son of a bitch up, and I shit out a kidney. I was laughing so hard. I said, go out there and get another one. Get a bigger one. And he got this one, and he brought it in there, and it looked like a bird. We stuck it under this glass, and the glass was moving around the table like that. And I remember Barry saying, somebody's going to need a knife and fork to eat that damn thing. We had so many great fun nights like that, you know. But the night Barry had passed away, we wrote songs together we wrote jokes together we talked about it every morning we wasn't on the road we talked every morning on the phone you know and um, the night that he passed away we got to the show four hours early and we ate with the crew that night and I was sitting back there and I played a melody for him that night and he said you know that's pretty he said what are you going to do with it I said I don't know you know and he said well you'll think of something you know and something to that effect and three weeks after he had passed away I was sitting in my office and I wrote a song that honors him <coughs> with that same melody that I played for him that night and I'm gonna I'm gonna play it for you right now <laughs> <laughs> 